Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast is the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, usual rules apply. Me talking about something that happened in the week that this was recorded, and then I'll be talking games, movies, TV, and anything else that might pop up. Um, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's video, audio, or uh, whether you're watching this on a potato. Do subscribe. Yes, you can even subscribe on a potato. Um, subscriptions mean the world to us. Um, it shows shows a lot of love, and we all love a lot of love. Yeah. Um, right, let's get cracking. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Can you hear me? Doesn't look like you can hear me. Maybe it does. Maybe you can. I mean, that looks a little better. Do we have to go through this every time? Who knows? Um, how you doing? You alright? Obviously now I've got to move. You know how it works. <coughs> right. There. How's that? Can you hear me? Maybe I'm talking too quiet. Uh, where's my drink? Here it is. Mm. Delicious. Oh dear, it's been a funny old week. It really has. Um, I've got that. I think it's especially at this time of year. Um... At time we're recording, we're into December now. It's a busy time of year. Very busy time of year. Um, so I think it's only natural to be busy. Um, it's Monday. Um, weekend's been and gone. I had a super, super busy weekend. Uh Which, you know, was uh, good in some regards, not good in other regards. Didn't spend a lot of time in the home, uh, which meant I didn't really see people. But it is what it is. Um, Since we last spoke, all sorts of things have happened. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um... I decided a little while ago, for one reason or another, that uh, it was time to look for a new car. Um, now, I want to get this straight right off the bat. This is not 100% directly linked to uh, any car-related issues I may be having. Um, even though I do have a tendency to, the moment a car hits a problem, be like, oh, I'm going to have to get rid of this car then. Um, it's happened previously. Um, I got hit with a whopping um, MOT bill a few years back. and was like, well, this car has to go. 
Um, the fact that the MOT bill was probably um, 10 times what the car was worth probably didn't help. Um, but on large, the majority of times that I've had, I say had, that I've got or, you know, wanted to get whatever a new car, it's been for the reason that I've needed it. Um, one point in time I had my, I think what I can probably say was one of, if not my favourite car, um, but it wasn't going to be big enough for what it was needed for, so that had to go, we had to get a bigger car, um, and I found, as I'm sure anybody who's been listening for a while will know, if you go back in time, I talked at length about getting the car I have currently. And if you go back in the last few weeks, I've talked at length about the problems I've had with that car. Um, so anyway, for one reason or another, I decided, um, or it was decided, that it was time to get a new car. So, I've recently been made of, aware of a situation and that situation is this. The new car market is awful. Um, you can't get new cars. You can get them if you're prepared to wait for them and wait for them a long time. We're talking months and months and months and months and months. Um, what that means is it has a knock-on effect to the used car market. So anything that was around um, a lot previously is not around a lot now. What does that mean? Well, it means a few things, and these things are, and those things are this: um, if you're looking for a specific kind of vehicle a specific make, model, or type, those are going to be limited. For example, I spoke to somebody at a garage at one point, and they were a uh, regional garage, and they said in their entire stock, in the, in the entire country, they had six of the cars I was looking for. Um, this was very much if uh, in the situation of going on to like Auto Trader or a similar website like that, if you went on to Auto Trader, put in the type of car I was looking for, the make, the model, um, the year I was prepared to go up to, the mileage I was prepared to go up to, and the um, price I was prepared to go up to, the most I ever saw in a 50 mile radius of where I live was seven and I'm sure anybody who's bought a used car in the past can imagine what those seven were like um, too many miles for the money uh, not enough of a not enough of a vehicle if that makes any sense um, miles wildly um wildly more than they should be for the years and so on and so forth so you pick through those and you find you attempt to find a diamond in the rough uh, and that looks a little bit like this 
I went to uh, I went to view a car about a week ago. I was like, right, this one looks promising. Uh, not gonna lie, it was a little outside my price range. Um, now, in my experience, when you're buying something that's a little bit out of your price range, or if you're looking to stretch your budget or something like that. I don't think it's fair or unfair to say that you want that car to be or you want that item to be great. You want it to be immaculate. You want it to be perfect. You want it to be exactly what you want. So I went and I looked at it and I was like, "Mm, it's raining, but I can already see that there are issues from at a distance. Not a great start. Um, When I went to test drive the vehicle, it was a case of, um, I no. When I spoke to the guy, and he was like, "Oh, let's go and look at it." He he told me to get in the car straight away. Oh, it's raining! Jump in. He gave me a quick overview of the uh, the dash and stuff like that, um, completely neglecting the fact that I'd already told him I a had a car almost the same as the one we were looking at, and b have driven. Uh, a, a car or cars the same as this so I had to sit through a not great presentation of the the dash and how things worked in the car which I already knew um, oh let's get you on a test drive that's what you want get you on a test drive uh, with new rules guidelines and whatever else what's nice is test drives have to be done on your own Immediately, I'm like, yeah, whether I test drive this car or not, the first thing I'm going to do is drive it to a particular point from where I am, stop, park up, and actually look over this car properly. So, filled in insurance details, jumped in the car, drove down the road, basically, and parked up. Started giving it the old, uh, the old I wouldn't say fine-tooth comb, uh, but I did certainly look over it um finding a variety of different flaws um damage to the alloys um bumps and bangs and scrapes and uh things like that one of the things that i noticed the most was uh it was uh a lot younger than i'd been looking at it was a couple of years younger than i'd been looking at but had the same sort of mileage which was interesting, but you could tell why that was when you got behind the wheel because the steering wheel showed excessive wear, the gear stick showed excessive wear, um, and as far as I could tell, basically the car had been used for some sort of transport. Um, also, driving it found that, um, as far as I could tell, second gear was just absolutely butchered going around the corner in second gear was like nope it's like well what do you want first um and getting back to the garage to park up uh reverse seemed to be uh pretty much shot so that was two of the five gears two of the six technically so not great and then let's get cracked on with the hard sell, shall we? 
Anybody? That's the ch- that's the chair, not my um, rear. Um, anybody who uh, listened to the podcast at the time I got the last car, and all of the cars that I looked at at that time will remember the the concept of the car salesman is one of the most outdated concepts ever. I think. Um, when car salesmen are going to get that message, I do not know, but it needs to happen soon. So, oh, what do you think? It's an amazing car, isn't it? It's a fantastic car. I was like, it's all right. Uh, I was like, um, a few things. One, uh, a couple of the gears seem to be uh, shot. All right. I was like, uh, second gear, doesn't car doesn't like second gear. I was like, and reverse. Um, I might as well have said to the guy, the sky's blue. He couldn't have given less of a shit. Completely ignored everything I said. I was like, can I ask you, do you know what this vehicle's been used for? Because, um, and I was like, oh, hang on. I was like, um, has it been used to, as a as a transport vehicle for anything, you know, um, taxiing or something like that? No, no, definitely not, definitely not. I can tell you this much, I've seen a load of vehicles that have been used for transport, and this is in too good a condition to have ever been used for transport. I was like, that's funny, because the um, car's three years old and it's showing excessive use in the um, steering wheel, the gear stick, obviously the gears... Um, and it's done a lot of miles for a three-year-old car. Again, nothing. Next thing, he's getting me to sign paperwork. It's basically ignored everything I've said, and he's getting me to give him my car, pay him an excessive amount of money for the car that he's selling, and uh, that was that. I was like, all right, hang on a second, pal. Um, so I gave it what was known to uh, to myself and a good friend as the, I just need to nip to a cash machine to get some cash out. Now, as I'm sure some people might know and understand, I'm just going to nip to a cash machine and get some cash. I'll be right back. Is you are never going to see me again. Um, it's a I need to get out of this building right now because I don't want to be here. So I gave him the I'm just going to nip to the cash machine. And what that means in car buying terms is look, I can't sign anything until I've had somebody look at this car. So I'm going to go and get a friend of mine to come and look at this car. And while he's looking at it, we can go through as many pieces of paperwork as you like. What time is it now? Okay, I'll be back in a couple of hours. Don't you worry, I'll be right back. Obviously, what that actually means is, don't you worry, because you are never going to see me again. No, I know. I know. You, you know. You can't. You can't tell me 
not the most ethical way of doing things. But as a friend of mine would say, don't ever worry about hurting a car salesman's feelings because they don't have any. So that was that. I was out the door. Spoilers, I never went back. So Wednesday, um, me and the youngest and uh, podcast alum Thomas Quinn drove to Pudsey. Uh, Pudsey, for those of you who don't know, is near Leeds. Uh, and uh, just as an aside, six miles away from a Tim Hortons. To go and look at another car. Now, this one I had a better feeling about. It looked nicer. A um, bit older, but better, but basically the same mileage for less money. Okay, that's what we're talking about. So we drove and we got there. Um, and it began, didn't it? Uh, the first door I opened, I was like, oh, rust, cool. Uh, went around in the car and it was like, right, okay, so what I'm seeing here is a, a, a well-loved, well-used family car, let's say, um, complete with coloured in door, in pen, complete with, I mean... I did say to the guy, I was like, when he was like, what do you think? I was like, it needs a good clean. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, normally we wouldn't show it in that condition, but we're just so busy at the moment. Uh, we haven't had much choice, but to, uh, you know, we haven't got around to cleaning it yet. I was like, needs a good clean because it was filthy. So, and this is the thing. Dirt, crumbs, muck, you know, even down to, like, needing to get the seats cleaned or whatever. All of that surface. And it shouldn't affect your decision. It shouldn't affect your decision. So I'm like, right, okay. Um, I've looked around the car. I'm not overly impressed with the condition of the car and I'm seeing damage to the alloys uh, I'm seeing this patch of rust um, condensation in light fittings a weird stain on the windscreen which we couldn't work out was inside or out so on and so forth however guys like let's get you out on a test drive uh, it was very accommodating and it allowed me to put a car seat in and we all went out for a drive and I'm like I can hear knocking so we had to narrow down what that was turned out it was just the um, locking wheel nut was in the glove box but in finding that we also found that the glove box didn't close flush um, just quite a laundry list of stuff um, however on the upside Drove like an absolute dream, and I was driving. I was like, "This is the problem. This is where it, this is where they get you because this car drives really nice. The gears were all good. The brakes felt great. Drove real nice. However, both of these cars, being 
Uh, one was two years younger than my current car. One was the same year. Um, they don't. They didn't have anywhere near the number of features that my current car has. So when you've got like things like less features, you're already like. Eh. When you've got a car that hasn't even been cleaned and it looks gross, you're like. Eh. You're seeing things like rust. Eh. So no matter how well the car drives, well, I'm, I'm put off. Now, I did like it more than the first one, but not enough to... Ultimately, in the end, not enough to pursue it. Because I was like, if I want to keep that car here, reserve it sort of thing, what's the deal? And to reserve it was an astronomical amount of non-refundable deposit and I went I appreciate everything you know I appreciate you letting me take for a test drive I appreciate all of that but I can't give you that kind of money to reserve that car and I'm just gonna have to um, chance it I suppose and that was that other than the fact that we uh, we absolutely went to Tim Hortons and got stocked up on coffee and donuts um, kind of a little bit of a wasted trip Anytime you go on a road trip with another person, whether whether the objective of the trip is achieved or not, I believe a road trip is uh, is all good anyway. So not the end of the world. And this is it. This is the this is the used car market, ladies and gents. Um, do we need to clean the car? No, not really. Do we care that the gears are shot? No, not really. We will just sell you whatever because hey. What other choice have you got? Um, obviously, like I said, mixture of car salesmen. One um, just just beyond pushy. The other um, a lot less pushy. But weirdly, I don't think he wanted to sell me the car. It seemed a bit strange. Uh, I've been in that. I've been in that situation before. I've been in a situation where I was trying to buy a car, and the person didn't want to sell me the car. Um, it was largely to do because they didn't want to part exchange for my car, um, and they did everything possible to not do that, uh, which was fun. Um, since then, I've been in touch with multiple garages. I've had a garage phone me uh, four times. In an, in a day, um, three of the four phone calls, uh, three hours before I told them I was available, and then wanted money from me for a car I'd never even seen, other than on the internet. Um, I've had garages sending me personalised videos. I've had garages sending me videos that oh we've sent this to another customer, but we can forward it to you. Uh huh. Um. I had somebody email me um, every single day, multiple times a day. Um, and if I'm honest, I'm going to have to hold my hands up on this one. I have absolutely no idea what the car in question was. Because I've looked at that many in the last few days. Mm. Absolute madness. Just, I just, it's been... Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a hoot and a holler. Um, 
Now, as I said to you previously, there is no connection between the problems that I've had with my car and me needing to buy a new car or wanting to buy a new car. However, completely unrelated, um, my car had been in at the garage. They'd had it for a week. And I contacted them and I said, any chance I can get an update on my car? Oh, let me go find out for you. You do that. Oh, right, okay, so uh, we, we, we had the part, we got the part ordered, we put it on your car, and it's made no difference. So, uh, yeah, we're trying to sort that. I was like, cool, we'll hopefully have an answer for you in the morning. Oh, I'm sure you will. Got a phone call at 20 past 10 the next day. Your car's fixed. Yeah? What's changed in what will have been three hours of business? Oh, he's looked at it this morning and he's managed to fix it. I'm sure he has. Uh, good one. Anyway, that's 25 minutes of me talking about cars and car issues and car problems. Let's talk about something else. What is it about winter? <laughs> Anybody remember when I was like going through like the summer and talking about how I was getting out of bed at like twenty past five in the morning to come down to see to the dog? Even the dog's like, "Yeah, I know it's eight o'clock. I'm having a lie in. What do you want from me? It's dark." Oh man, everything is so much harder at the moment. And I don't know what it is, whether it's the stress of everything, whether it's whether it is just the whole it's winter and it's cold and it's dark and you know, is it gonna be snowing when I get out of bed? But jeez, it's so hard to get it going. It's like Ah, oh, I've got to go and run. Cool. I really really wanna do that. But it's okay, because, you know, once I get back from that, I've got to take the dog for a walk. And then, you know, once you get back from that, it's like, well, best get on with my day then. <sighs> I, I'm very much in the camp of, I just, I just, I just want to stay in bed. Um, I just... I'd like a little nap, maybe. Everything's just stress. Stress, stress, stress. And I don't know if it's just like a combination of things. Whether it's a little bit of sad. Uh, I don't remember the last time I saw the sun. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what to tell you. Everything is real difficult at the moment. <sighs> so I've been doing this thing recently. Um, this ties into the, to something else I'm going to talk about. Um, I'm trying to stop over-explaining things to people. Um... Various points in time over the last uh, few years, I've been in situations where um, 
trying to like relay information, whether it's like send an email, send a text, send whatever, uh, to, to pass on information and um, for whatever reason, like asking another person, like, what do you think to this? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to send this. Everybody says that I'm going to send this. What do you think? Um, and frequently I was told you don't need any of that information. It's too much information. You don't need any of that. What is the core piece of information you're trying to get across convey to the other person the core piece of information is i will see you tomorrow okay so why are you saying i'll see you tomorrow and then giving them three paragraphs about why that is that's a very good point very good very uh um yeah i you know i get it okay all right i'll dial it back so this went on for a long time until I got into the swing of things. Sometimes I'd, I'd be like, I'm just going to send no or yes or okay. Um, and I've attempted to sort of carry that over. But it's really difficult. Um, are you having like a text message conversation with somebody? Um, and you ask a question. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that. Other, I don't want the other person to think this or feel this or, or, or wonder about this. Or that. So I, I best explain myself to them, and I'll start writing like a paragraph of stuff. And I get so far, and I'm like, hang on a minute. Does that person need all this information? Here's an example for you. Um, I'd say to a friend of mine, do you want to do something? on Wednesday there it is that's it that's the question do you want to do something on Wednesday but me being me would say if left to my own devices what have you got on on Wednesday you got if you haven't got anything on do you fancy doing something it's okay to say no I don't want to pressure you into doing something. I'm just wondering if you've got some free time on Wednesday and you're at a bit of a loose end, do you maybe want to do something with me? We don't have to do too much. We can just, you know, go out or we can go and grab a, a coffee or um, I could come to you or you could come to me. Um, if, we, if we went out, I don't think we'd be out for very long. Um, you know, just we could just get a coffee. Uh, or um, or I could get a coffee and bring it to yours, or you could come me. I'll make you a coffee. Um, so you know, let me know what you think. Now, you're thinking right now that I've exaggerated that. I absolutely have not exaggerated. That is exactly what I would say. So then I am like, no, that's too much. I need to boil it down. But I will still go with, what are you up to on Wednesday? Do you want to do something? It's okay to say, no, I don't want to, or no, I'm busy, or whatever. So then I'm like, hang on a minute. It is okay for the other person to say, no, I don't want to, or oh, I'm busy, or even lie and say, I've got something on when I haven't. So do I need to say that to them? Or do I need to give them permission to say no probably not so we dial it back and it's like what are you doing on wednesday do you want to do something 
well, do we need that? Do we need to know, you know, what are you doing on Wednesday? I'm busy. Well, then the other question isn't needed. But then flipping it around, if you say, do you want to do something on Wednesday and the other person's busy, they can come back to you and say, I'd love to, mate, but I'm, I'm busy on Wednesday. So then what I send is, do you want to do something on Wednesday? That whole process that I've just laid out for you there is how it goes. I write the mammoth and then I get about two lines from the end and I go, this person doesn't need all of this, so let's get rid of it. So I delete like 90% of it. Then I start writing a bit more again. Then I delete the beginning and then I'll write a bit more and then I'll delete all the stuff that I've just then written and ultimately end up with one question then I send the message and then I go I wonder if they thought I was a bit abrupt so that's that another thing another example of things is this um, asking somebody for help um, two or three times in the last week I've had to ask somebody for help and very much like the text message situation or email or whatever or you know having a conversation I've overthunk I've overthunk it Jesus I've overthought it or maybe I've underthought it and maybe I've offended the other person um, a few things um so, asking for a lift. Um, obviously, with with the car being gone, there's been two occasions where I've had to ask for a lift. Um, one of those occasions, I had a very short space of time to do it. So I had to, like, really psych myself up to be ready to ask, uh, do you do you have much on tomorrow? Because if you don't, um, I I need to go and uh, get get my car. Um, so, is there any chance if you've not got too much on? Is there any chance that you could possibly uh, give me a lift? That was one of them, almost word for word. It's almost like I recorded it. The other one was. Um, a situation where I didn't actually go and get the car. Further down the line. Um, Hi, how are you doing? Uh, what What are you up to today? Have you been busy? You haven't got much on? Oh, I've just been doing this. And the, th- the answer was, I've just been doing this. And what it was, was, I've just given so-and-so a lift. And I went, Shit. I was like, ah, you've just given someone a lift, have you? That's um, unfortunate because I was going to ask you if you could maybe give me a lift. Um, I I, I just, it's, I need to go and collect my car. So here's the thing. I try and put it in my head to resolve this issue. I try and put it the other way around. 
So, if somebody said to me, now then, mate, my uh, car's in for an MOT, slash service, slash repair work, slash new tyre, slash whatever. Um, don't suppose you can come and pick me up and take me to get my car. I'd be like, absolutely. When do you need me to do it? What time do you want me to be there? Do you need me to wait? Yeah, all of that. As long as I was in a position to do it, like I wasn't, you know, doing something else or, um, you know, busy or whatever. And even then I'd be like, well, I can't do it at that point. I'll try and do it at another point. So I have to go with that. And that, you know, but then I'm like, the, the other person doesn't know that. Maybe I should say to them, if you ever need a lift anywhere, you let me know. Do I have to look at it as I've given many people lifts before? Maybe this is, you know, the balance in the scales. I don't know. Is that the way to look at it? Is a way to look at it that the other person probably doesn't obsess over it as much as I do, and they're like, "Oh, I need to, uh, I need to go and grab Andy and uh, take him to pick up his car." Who knows? Um, so that was two things. And then in another point in time, uh, I had to ask somebody for an even bigger favour and just felt awful through the whole thing. Because I was like, it was very much a, uh, can I ask you to do me a favour that's going to probably really put you out, but I'm in a position where I, I wouldn't want to not ask you to do this favour for me, so I'm really in this kind of catch-22 situation. So if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it, because that would be really cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And this is the thing, I do, I massively, I wildly appreciate Anytime anybody does does something for me or does a favour for me. But I also feel that you can't quite get that across to people. So, you know, let's break it down. Hi, um, look, I just wanted to say, really appreciate everything you did for me there. I couldn't have done it without you. You're an absolute hero. Cool, cheers. Um, I bought you a gift. Because you've helped me so much recently. Or you helped me out in that situation. Um, can't thank you enough. Really do appreciate it. How do I know that the other person's like, you bought me a gift. The gift you could have given me was not asking me to help you. That's the gift I would have appreciated. Um, or, hey, look, I know, uh, I know I'll put you out and um, I've actually ended up you know, using your resources, petrol, time, whatever. Let me give you some money. Um, more often than not, people rarely accept money. I mean, I imagine if somebody's like, to be honest, mate, it cost me 100 quid in petrol and the time. Uh, so, yeah, if you could reimburse me, that'd be great. That's one thing. Um, but let me give you some money for petrol. No, it's fine. Um I don't think I don't know if I've really ever taken petrol money. So maybe it's that. Maybe that's the answer. 
Would I, would I give somebody a lift if I could? Yes. Would I take petrol money? No. If somebody bought me a gift, would I be like, oh, you didn't need to do that? Probably. Is that the answer? Is that how we're supposed to look at it? A little something to ponder there for you. Um, finally, in the last week, um, I got an email. <sighs> Honestly, I got an email. Oh, hey, that thing that you want. Uh, yeah, it's in stock. So uh, just press, just press this link. Go to our website and buy it. I'm like, oh my god, that thing I was after is in stock. Amazing. Press the link. Go through to the website. Uh, get into the website. Okay, okay, this is looking good. Okay, they've got it. They've got the thing I wanted. Sweet. Press on it. Uh, put all your details in. Where do you want it delivered? Uh, how do you want to pay? Give them the money. Uh, here you go. Here's your order confirmation. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Quick, easy, painless. Until you start thinking about that. You start thinking about the process and you think, hang on a minute. I got a random email saying that the item that I'd been after for a little while now just so happened to be in stock when it's been out of stock for a long time. Oh, that that seems a little suspicious. And and when I when I did the the paying bit, said I'd receive an email confirmation of my order, and I've checked my email about nine hundred times, and I haven't had an email. Okay. Okay, not to panic, not to panic. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the website. There'll be, you know, a sign-in section. Then there'll be an order section. Sign into the website. Look for the orders. Check the orders there. Maybe not having an email confirmation isn't the end of the world. Busy time of year. Slow systems, all of that. So you go back to the website. Hmm can't get into the website at all okay maybe this is an internet thing maybe it's a connection thing can i get into another website can i get into uh, an app can i get into a website let's try oh yeah i can okay straight away you say cool mm. okay so probably not the internet is everything else internet-based working? Yes, it is. Okay, trying it back into the website. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Try and keep out of mind that it's December, run up to Christmas, and that process went real fast. This smells so much like a scam right now. Bearing in mind, I did check the bank and the money has gone okay bad feelings starting to rise oh no oh no 
Oh no. Um, so yeah, that was the situation yesterday, and eventually I found a, a very long-winded way to get back into the, the website. I made sure not to go through the email I'd been sent. Um, what what's <laughs> what if you want something? If you want me to tell you something that's going to make it sound even dumber. The email that I was sent, I, I pressed on the link in the email, which sent me to a different website, which then sent me to the website I was trying to get into. I mean, it's, it's got scam written all over it. However, having uh, gone very long-winded way of getting back into the website directly, not through any links or anything... Uh, I did, in fact, manage to get back in the website a bit later. I did manage to get through to the order section. I did manage to find the order I'd placed. It was saying that there was an order there. And luckily, the website did have a list of uh, previous orders that I'd placed with them. Um, I was like, if this is a scam, they've gone to a hell of a lot of detail, which scammers do. Uh, I checked my bank again, where the money had gone to was the company in question. And I got up this morning to a confirmation email from the company. And I've since had three other emails from them for various different reasons to do with my order. So there's that. However, I consider this to be a lucky escape. Because I'm that... I'm not the smartest tool... I'm not the smartest tool. I'm not the sharpest tool in the box. I'm not the smartest man in the world. And every now and then, I do some really, really, really stupid things. And every now and then, I get caught out doing really, really, really stupid things. And then I have to suffer through my own stupidity. And that's the way it goes. Because these are the things in life that we're supposed to learn from. Apparently, I can only learn one thing at a time. And if those things aren't linked together... I still can't learn from them. Um, I very much work on the principle that I've dodged a bullet here as if I was in the Matrix. Um, especially for a man who was caught in a scam nearly a year ago. And ended up all of my um, email and phone number and all of that got out into the world. Because I got caught up in a scam. Did I learn from that? Not when not when somebody's emailing me and say, hey, that item you're after, it's in stock, get yourself one. And uh, yeah, lose a load of money in the process, apparently. So uh, we shall see what comes of that. There, that's the week, or, or the juicy bits of the week. Let's talk about some other things, some entertainment stuff. Um... I watched the first episode of School of Chocolate on Netflix. Um, there is a... What, what would you suppose you call them? Viral, internet famous, um, influencer. I don't, know what, I don't know the right terminology. Um, a chocolate chef. Um, I believe his name is Amari Guchon, maybe. 
makes amazing sculptures out of chocolate. Uh, made some chocolate dumbbells for the rock's birthday. Uh, makes just amazing these massive uh, sculptures. A lot of them are like in working, full working order. This sort of stuff. Uh, got his own TV show on Netflix where he was going to show a load of people how to make chocolate sculptures and the best one of them was going to win a prize. Watched the first episode. Me and Leanne sat down to watch the first episode and at the end of the first episode I said, you can continue watching this without me because I can't stand the people on it. Um, I was really excited for this program and then was super disappointed when... All the people that are on the program are like freaking egomaniacs and narcissists. They're all like top of their game. Business owner, uh, top tier pastry chefs and stuff. And it's just ego on top of ego on top of ego on top of ego. So I was like, I can't watch this. These people are, you know, 70% of these people are awful. 10% of them are just... I don't know why they're here. And then this small percentage of people is like, yeah, if the whole program was made up of people like you, this would be better. But you've just got these people like, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. I've done this because I'm the best. I I honestly don't care. I wanted to see, like, you know, these kind of challenge programs, like, you know, learn how to do something and... And, and be good at it. That's what I wanted. I didn't want a load of people coming along and just telling us how great they were. Um, as it was, I ended up actually seeing the majority of it. Um, thoroughly enjoyed the last episode where the, the 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 top person who was absolutely the best and deserved to win um, got horrifically beaten at the end. Um, that was the best part of it for me. Um, I truly believed that uh, it was well deserved. Let's put it that way. Um, I watched a film on Saturday. Part of me wishes I hadn't. Um, I finally watched Red Notice because you know biggest film that Netflix have ever done. I'm starting to think Netflix should stop making films. Because um, the majority of them are garbage, and then the other small percentage of them are not very good, and then every now and then there's one good one. Um, this is the Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot um, movie. It was so incredibly meh that I just, I, I just didn't care. I couldn't physically care about it. Um, something that annoyed me to to in, to infinity. Um, this film overused digital. Start of the film, you've got three cars driving down a road. Meow, cars driving down the road. No, they're not. Those cars aren't real, and they're not driving down that road. Um, I'm pretty sure that they never went to a single location of any of the places that they said they were going. Um, there was a bit where it's like, oh, we've ended up in the water and now we've 
we've swum to the safety of the beach. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure you're in a paddling pool right now with a couple of palm trees dotted around. Um, there was so much overusage of digital. It looked awful. It's like, you're not there. Stop trying to make out that you're there. Outside of that, it was just like, like you know, when you when you're watching a film at home, and like every now and then you have to pause it for whatever reason, get up and get a drink. Um, you've eaten your tea, so you have got to take the plate out, you know that sort of thing. Pause it, pause it, pause it. So it's like, oh, we've only watched half an hour of this. It definitely felt like three. Oh, there's there's an hour and a half left to go. That's going to be fun. Uh, oh, paused it. Oh, this there's still over an hour left of this film. That's that's great. Couldn't have really cared much less. Um, it was just it was just super meh, and I just seem to be saying that non-stop at the moment. I honestly, the number of good films I see these days. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to say I could count on one hand, but I think I'd even struggle to do that. It's literally, here's a film that's okay. Is that fine? I was well, going to have to be because there's nothing else to watch, is there? It's just that over and over and over and over again. When did we stop making good things? When is it that we were like, do you know what? Let's not do something good. Let's just phone it in. And still make the same money. Red Notice, biggest film Netflix has ever made. And it's just mediocre. What does that say about life and society and everything? The biggest film that Netflix has ever made is mediocre at best. Well done, Netflix. You've put another pointless film out in the world like all those other pointless films you've put out don't get me wrong every now and then Netflix manages to make a good one but I think it's by accident at this point in time uh, let's talk computer games um, is it going to come as a surprise to anybody right now when I say I still haven't managed to get back to play VR um like I say, when you've got a puppy that can't understand what you're doing because you've got the VR on your face and decides that the only way to solve the problem, especially when you can't see, is to kick you in the balls. Kind of puts you off. But anyway, let's talk console gaming, shall we? Um, Forza 5, technically... And this really is a technicality. Technically, I finished it. Um, I do feel there's still a lot of meat on the bone. But, if I'm honest, at the point that I quote-unquote finished it, I was a bit like, I don't know if I feel like I need to do any more of this. It was. It's a very strange feeling. And there is a part of me that feels like I'm going to go back to it at some point. But... Not anytime soon. And seeing as my Game Pass runs out in 10 days. And I've got no intention of renewing it. Maybe not at all. 
I don't mean renewing Game Pass. I mean, maybe I won't go back to Forza Horizon 5. We'll see. And here's the thing. I loved that game. I thoroughly enjoyed playing that game. But by the point in time it ended, I was like, cool. I can do something else now. I can play a different game. And play a different game I did. I have been playing Jedi Fallen Order. But I've been playing it on the Xbox. Because I've played it five times on the PlayStation 4. And thought, you know what? I've never played it on the Xbox. Let's see what it's like. Um, not as good. Uh, it's real. It's, it's a little bit buggy. I don't know if that's because it's Game Pass and it's downloaded or what. Um, something else that is annoying me. But this is a me thing, not a game thing. Uh, I keep getting lost. Um... And I think that's just one of those things when you've played a game X number of times, you do have a possibility of getting lost because you're not concentrating as much. You think you know where you're going when maybe you don't, that sort of thing. Um, still super enjoyable, but uh, yeah, do get do get lost a little bit. Uh, and finally, I started playing a game last night. Again, one I've played before, but again, not on the Xbox, and it's available on Games Pass. Uh, I started playing Avengers. Now, yes, I know, I've slagged this game off a lot. But here's the thing. I started playing it last night. I played like half an hour of it. And all I could think was, how exactly did they get this game so wrong? Because the beginning... Running up to, hey, you've done this mission before, now do it 900 times to get a small piece of nothing. Right up until that, it's quite a good game. It's actually quite good for what it is. The story seems quite compelling. The characters are cool. You get to play with every, you know, play as everyone at the start. You know, all that. It's great. It's what you want. And then it just turns to garbage. It's like they were like, right, we did our job. Now just, you know, do whatever. That's what it feels like playing that game. I imagine, knowing the way these things generally go, I will probably play it up to the bit where it goes, hey, here's a great idea. Why don't you go and play this mission over and over and over again for probably no reason? And I'll probably stop playing it. Or, like I say, Game Pass will run out and I don't think I'm going to renew it. So, yeah. That, ladies and gents, is that. Um, as always, if you made it this far, thank you very much. Thank you for listening along with me. Um, I know sometimes it gets a little bit ranty, but sometimes it needs to, to get me through the rest of the week. Think about that. Right, that's that. I'll catch you guys later. Bye! So, there we go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week gone, another week closer to, well, I think you know. Thank you for listening, thank you for watching. If, you, uh, if you're still here, and I've still got your attention, if you could click the subscribe button, that'd be amazing. If you've already subscribed, grab a mate, log into their account, and get them to do the same, whether they're there or not. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.